Mm. All right, and it looks like we are live. We are live. All right, well, everybody on here probably knows me. I'm Mark, and my co-host Seamus from Indiana. Why don't you tell us about yourself a little bit, Seamus? Um, moderator for the No Sleep subreddit on, well, Reddit. Uh, amateur horror author, factory worker, all-around nerd, and uh, what's a really pretentious way to say it? Um, college dropout autodidact that spent the last 10 years correcting Wikipedia articles. With a vocabulary much more impressive than mine. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Well, I'll let you handle the heavy lifting on the conversation there. Well, that's probably a good idea. I'm also <laughs> six foot nine. <laughs> Eating a twenty. Uh, well, of course. Because America. Uh, so, uh, get, I want to. I kind of want to just start off by what we were talking about before we went live. I want to. I want to jump into the whole Captain America thing. Um, you know what? What were your thoughts on that aspect of the franchise? Where do you see them going from here, especially after the events of Civil War? I need to go look up who's directing the Captain America movies because he needs to direct all of the Marvel movies from now on. Um, it's the Russo brothers. They um, got their start doing directing for things like Community. That's why there was a little Community Easter egg in Civil War. Um, I saw that. They, they did the pilot of Arrested Development, which is why the stair car was in the movie. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah, but at the same um, time, it's like the dialogue was just so much more natural. The conflict was so much more believable. And they made me think that Iron Man was a douche for all the right reasons. Yeah, that... Um, that... that whole conflict to me I, I was a little bit kind of nervous about how are they going to convert Iron Man or have him do a complete 180 from if you go back and you watch Iron Man 1 he's very anti-government you know anti-war and he kind of became Uncle Sam's puppet because what a weepy mom kill accuse him of killing her kid well he is Captain PTSD since Iron Man 3 <laughs> good point Enjoying that Twinkie? Uh, yes, immensely so. Because it's not really a Twinkie, it's the Otis Spunkmeyer sponge cake. Mm. So it's like better than a Twinkie? I don't know, man. Those new flavors of Twinkies that I've been seeing in the store, they, they are pretty tempting. I don't know. I'm of the opinion that Twinkie no longer exists, and what they brought back is some sort of undead pastry. I can't tell the difference. Back by popular demand, your lord and savior, the Twinkie. Now with four new awesome guys. What, you think it was a conspiracy? I don't believe in conspiracies. I don't think anybody who has the means or the capacity to pull off something that a conspiracy would require would waste their time on something so convoluted. It's kind of like when people ask me who I think did 9-11, I was like 19 disgruntled Saudi terrorists. Right. I don't know, man. I, I've, I've had to kind of leave social media behind because of a lot of that, this conspiracy nonsense. Um, 
I don't really debate as much as I used to. Um, it's just, it's pointless. And I've noticed that there's, there seems to be a growth in the amount of stupid stuff that is out there. Like, more people believe there's a flat I, I, I was having to explain this. I was having a sister-in-law who um, deleted, because I'm a, um, her words, not mine, uh, because she was trying to tell me about how science is one giant conspiracy and Ken Hovind being the fraudster that he his book, he's a good man, blah, 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 blah. Ken Hovind is this uh, fraudster selling amygdalin on the internet saying that it'll cure cancer and I prison for fraud back in the 80s. And right. he's also the father of the Young Earth Creationist. So I'm mm. talking to my my uh, sister-in-law about this. Bring it down to her and I'm like, look, I hate to say this, but South Park got it right maybe eight years ago. When it came down to about the 9-11 truth or pretty much theory, nothing 9-11, but they're going to let you think that they were because retards in large number are dangerous and about a quarter of the people in this country are retarded. They used picture the most you know idiocracy style, you know. Not sure that guy, absolute dead average. Now picture the twenty five percent of the population that's dumber than him, directly on to what twenty five but small. You have fifty percent of the population outside on the one end. You have all of the smart people, and outside on the other hand, you have all of the dumb people. We know large numbers. Where they come and cause results in some very scary things or Trump rallies. So basically, social media become a breeding ground for all for their data. It's just, well, I have an opinion and my ignorance is equal to your education. <laughs> um, your hammer probably out in my bed. I'll, I'll go get it here in a few. Hey, what? mailboxes won't bang themselves. Huh? I'll talk to you later. My, my grandma. I think uh, I think you're having internet issues, man. Like half of what you were saying earlier was distorted and, and kind of. And this is where I blame Comcast and the rest of the conspiracy nuts blame the government. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, man, they're listening to us. I don't know. I, I kind of yeah, wonder, um, do you think there's a connection between the celebration of ignorance that this generation kind of seems to have and the ultra left PC police we're seeing on college campuses? Do, do you think there's, we're not teaching our kids to think critically anymore? I, I think it's the, our generation was really the last one that was told to try. If you remember, the younger kids were being given participation trophies and honorable mention just for showing up. Mm -hmm. And then those assholes went on to have kids. And now what we have is two generations of these lowest common denominators should have been phased out with the natural selection of public schools. 
you know, uh, working at Subway until the age of 30 going, Dan, my name is Pod. Would you like some fries with that? <laughs> but they got to have their high school diploma. And then with the expansion on uh, student loan lending by uh, giving the Department of Education, giving all student loans to Sally Mae back in the 90s, what we got was, Every retard with the willingness to do so that can use a computer got a FAFSA, got some student loans, got to go to college, and now we have an entire generation of these bachelor degrees in liberal arts retards that have been programmed by the diversify now college safe space bullshit going, oh, no, 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 that belief is valid because he expressed it, man. Why are you trying to keep him down? It's the new hippie, man. That's all it is. It's, and the problem is, is that you've got the new hippie over here and he's a complete idiot. And then you've got a complete idiot over here who nobody is telling him that he's a complete idiot. So all of his ideas that are complete shit and should have just completely been shut down from birth, everybody's being so goddamn politically correct about it that they're just like, oh, that's cool, Mr. Idiot. Well, the one guy that's going, you're, no, you're an idiot. You're an asshole. You're an asshole for thinking it and you're an asshole for encouraging it. Then all of a sudden that guy's the asshole. It's anti-intellectualism compartmentalized across several scales, and it's not a conspiracy. It's just the result of overindulgence and, well, uh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. It's like you took all the worst part of Aldous Huxley, and then you added just a tiny little bit of, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, yeah, Rebecca Watson. <laughs> wow. I don't know, man. I, I kind of worry for my kid. I worry about his generation. I, I tell him daily, don't don't be like, don't be like the rest of your generation. You know, anytime I start hearing him kind of echo any of this rhetoric, I point out the the flaw in it. You know, that's really all you can do. Yeah. If you're too much of an authoritarian, he rebels. If you're too passive, he becomes one of them. Right. And and the truly messed up part, and this is this is where it gets into almost fascist territory for me, is you can't speak out. You you can't I mean, how many times have we seen comedians make a joke that in context, in the middle of their set, is completely seen as humor and completely not taken seriously, but somebody tweets it and it becomes an uproar it's offensive and then within a matter of hours that comedian is apologizing publicly apologizing for telling a joke on stage you know oh if what i think is one of the defining moments of our generation is when gilbert godfrey told the aristocrats joke at that roast of what's his name after 9-11 for a brief right. period of time there, from like 01 to about 04, it was okay to be offensive again. Mm -hmm. Like, that was your way of saying, fuck you to terrorism. You could just be like, I'm going to wave my wang in the air, ha, 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 fuck you. But these days, I mean, I'm looking at some of the jokes people are getting offended by, and I'm just like, man, y'all would have lost your shit on Sam Kennison. <laughs> Bill Hicks would have had you in Tremors. Oh, yeah. Bill Hicks is one of my personal heroes. I, I kind of wish he were alive today. I would like to see what his act would be today. I don't think he would have backed down. I don't think he would have been the type to apologize. See, 
of all the people that I wish were still alive to comment on the state of society, I'm kind of leaning towards Hitchens on this one. Mm. No, I mean, Hitchens, kind of, you can search YouTube and find clips of him speaking out against this very thing 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, but I look at it this way. You look at people like George Carlin, who was ranting about some of the things that were going on right before he died back in the 70s. And then look at his last comedy special where he touches back on it, and it's just got this sagely old cynic approach to it. Mm -hmm. It's like, here's the opinion retold, revisited through experience. Fuck you. Yeah, but... Sadly, Carlin's dead and Hicks is dead, though we do have to say, look up and say, I hope Bonnegut's doing good in heaven. <laughs> well, you don't know if you remember that, but he requested that because he thought it was a great mm -hmm. joke. Who, Vonnegut? Yeah, he was doing an interview, I can't remember with who, on a late night show, and he said, uh, somebody asked him since he was on in years, it was right before he died, you know, how he felt about people you know, in the afterlife, and he's like, well, I'm an atheist, when I'm dead, that's it. But I wouldn't mind if every now and then people looked up and said, I hope he's doing well in heaven. <laughs> because, you know. Yeah, that's definitely in, in suiting with his personality. I recently introduced my kid to him. I got him a Breakfast of Champions. Nice. I figured that's, that's kind of light enough and not, not really that heavy. And he'd, he'd seen the movie with me, that, that really terrible Bruce Willis movie uh, adaptation. Oh. The only reason I even own it is because Vonnegut is in the movie. So... Yeah. But it was enough to pique his interest, and he, he's got the book, so... I don't think I've ever seen a good Vonnegut adaptation. Well, I don't know, man. They're, they're supposedly adapting... Uh, I want to say Cat's Cradle? As a miniseries? Yeah, I heard that, but see, I've already seen what they've done to other of my favorite sci-fi books and series with miniseries. I mean, do I need to mention Riverworld? Well, no, but in fairness, I mean, television has come a long way in in the last decade. You know, I, you can make an argument that a lot of the TV series we're getting now are better than movies. You know, better production value, especially like a lot of the Netflix series. You know, um, this upcoming Preacher adaptation looks amazing. And the critics who have seen the first two episodes have all, like, gushed about it. So. I will admit uh, there are a few shows on television right now that I enjoy more than, well, most things. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, recently uh, Supernatural has crawled out of whatever funk it's been in for the last couple of years and been awesome. Dude, I liked the last couple of years because there was a sense of humor to the show that it was self-aware of the path that it had kind of taken, and it poked fun at it. Well, no, no, I, I kind of dug that. I dug that. I even dug that they tried to go back a little bit to the Monster of the Week format every now and then. Right. I even liked the story, albeit kind of stagnant whenever dealing with, you know, Hannah the Angel and Castiel's weird like Asperger inspired love triangle, but they killed Charlie, man. No, it's truly dead in supernatural, man. You should know that by now. Yeah. I'm still curious. To I mean, Kevin, Kevin came back this week. Yeah. But what's his upgrade? 
<laughs> I think we'll find out next season. Yeah. Also, I, I don't know how I feel about Chuck being confirmed as God. Like, that was oh, headcanon for years. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll admit, I was in the Chuck camp, like, oh, so Chuck is God. And now I'm just sitting here like, oh, so Chuck's a bastard. <laughs> well, all the angels are bastards, so what, is it really that much of a surprise? No, I have to admit that the person who's writing God as Chuck, at least he's not a fan of God. Yeah. And that's obvious. Dude, I, I think that, that that moment this week when Dean was just shouting at him, you know, that whole, basically that where were you speech, why did you abandon us, that was just... That was probably one of my favorite moments in the last five, six years of that show. Yeah. See, Supernatural's doing really good this year, and then a show that I liked in the beginning, but I only watch now out of an act of masochism, is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I stopped at the Christmas break when they came back from that planet or whatever, that other dimension. I was like, yeah, I think I'm done. It's so much worse. See, I watch it because I stay up to date because the last two episodes of every season kind of have hidden information that tie in as Easter eggs to the new Marvel release of that year. Right. Like, there are jokes in Civil War that don't make a lot of sense. In fact, most of Civil War doesn't make sense in the premise in the beginning if you're not watching... um, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because a lot of the public outcry for, uh, you know, enhanced humans to register, so on and so forth, is actually coming from the acts of the Inhumans in the show. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, like, it helps sets the tone, but not everybody's going to sit there and watch, you know, Agent Phil Coulson and friends play Joss Whedon's whatever. Yeah. And it's a very Whedon show. And that might be the biggest issue I have with it. Because you're you're well aware of my opinion of Whedon. Not so popular in the nerd culture to hate him, apparently. Uh, I I feel your pain there. Uh, People will be like, so you like Whedon? I was like, no. I liked his shows when I was a lot younger. And I know a lot about them because I just know a lot about the shows I watch. Right. But if if you were standing in front of me right now, I'd probably kick him in the balls. And they'd be like, oh, you're a Firefly fan. Nope. Actually, not a Firefly fan. Why? Dollhouse. What? Dollhouse had a really great storyline. And then they fucked it up. I did watch Dollhouse, but it, it kind of, yeah, they failed the execution. And in fairness, a lot of that was a studio. They, there was something about they had promised him more episodes than he actually ended up getting. So he had this story halfway in the bag and then kind of had to retool it a bit. Well, no, what I'm saying about this is, okay, they could either show the post-apocalyptic future. Right. Or they could show the glitzy, sexy LA with high technology. One or the other, not both. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. Well, I mean, but it's like, if you remember how they showed us that future, it's like they gave us an entire season 
and then one episode set in the future. And then they gave us another entire season, and then one episode set in the future that was also the finale. Yeah. And it's just like, one of these stories is more interesting than the other. I don't know. I think it was like the precursor to the format of Arrow. Like, at this point, I'm wondering, like, how many years Oliver has left on that island in flashbacks? One. One. Because he did five years on the island, and that each season is roughly one year in real time. Um, yeah. So, like, uh, ten years from now, when that show's still on the air, because whatever, you're going to see Oliver with gray hair on the island, and this sh people are going to be like, on the internet, why is he, oh, he vacations there. He's been on. They've been doing the flashbacks so long that they've actually kind of written in plot holes now, because now it's established that Constantine gave him the mark, which could protect him. Where was that when he was battling Rachel Ghoul? Why didn't it protect him then? You know, was it just didn't know what it would, could do, or did he just forgot he had it? I mean, or you know, <laughs> oh by the way, Sarah Lance is alive. Yeah. Or, oh, uh, by the way, uh, Slade, uh, did you know Shadow has a twin sister? Yeah. But, I mean, in fairness, there was a there was a period of time where they weren't allowed as much access as they have now. Um, first season of The Flash kind of cemented that. You know, now Greg Berlanti can pretty much do whatever he wants. Hell, he got Supergirl on the CW now for season two. I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah. You watch Supergirl? Yes. Yeah. I dug the hell out of it. Yeah, like, I'm excited to see Supergirl. What I really want to see, I think what we all really want to see is the big boy in blue. But, you know, he's movie territory because DC... I love them to death. The DC animated universe, probably my favorite movies of all time. Right. They need to get their licensing shit under control because if Samuel L. Jackson, and he did, wants to show up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he can. If right. Iron Man and uh, Captain America and all of the Avengers wanted to show up on an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's no licensing issues there. They could just show it, up. It's actually not quite true anymore. Um, not since Feige uh, basically performed an act of mutiny within Marvel and forced them into giving him full control of just the movie. He pretty much put a wedge between the movie and the TV divisions of Marvel. Yeah. Um, Idiot. So, yeah, they've, they've both sides have indicated that don't expect any crossovers. Don't expect the Netflix characters to show up in Infinity War because um, it's probably not going to happen. Well, that was stupid because that's kind of the entire purpose of the Netflix series was to build hype for those characters. No, I don't know. I kind of like them being just a Netflix thing. It's kind of like it's an ultimate universe, you know? Oh, it definitely has an ultimate feel. I'm looking forward to Punisher. Oh, <laughs> I was so skeptical when he was first cast. I was like, there's no way, you know, but then I saw what was that tank movie he did? Fury? Yeah, after that, there was no doubt in my mind that he could do the Punisher. Yeah, at least you weren't sitting there like me. I had some friends sitting next to me, and I was like, previously on The Walking Dead. 
Now we know uh, what Shane did before the walkers. Yep. And it all took place that period when Rick was in the coma. The whole thing. Yeah, I mean... Oh, man. I, I can't wait until, like, you know, that comes back. Um, there, so far, has not been an official announcement for Daredevil Season 3. It's not confirmed. I was right now, about The Walking Dead, actually. Oh, like I think right now would be a great time to cancel The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, that's not going to happen. Robert Kirkman has said himself he's going to ride that show into the ground. Yeah, I know, but right now would be a great time to cancel The Walking Dead, and then after everybody's like, "Well, who died? Who died? Who died? Who died?" and then wait a month and then have the producer say, "Oh, it was Daryl." Oh man, I kind of hope it is Daryl. Is that wrong? Uh, no. Even though I know it would hurt the franchise, it really would. I, I oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But see, I'm the kind of guy who, whenever Capaldi became the Doctor and all the fangirls left, I was like, bye. Yeah. But that almost hurt the franchise too. I mean, there there was serious talk from BBC of cancellation. Yeah. Which I don't get. It's their most profitable show. Even still, it makes millions for them. Oh, I live in America, and I buy merchandise directly from their website. Yeah. Let's see. I don't know. Fangirls, you got to love them and hate them at the same time. Well, at least I have to love them because I have them. What do you think? Yeah. Should I love the fangirls? Yes. I think so. Are you a fangirl? Duh. Fuck. <laughs> Apparently I'm dating a fangirl. Jesus Christ, man. I can't do it. I can't date a fangirl because every single time I try, I inevitably say the wrong thing. There will be a moment where I will, you know, I will inadvertently trash a show they're very passionate about, like happened at Comic-Con last year, waiting in line to get a photo with Bruce Campbell. This girl in front of us and... I completely overlooked the fact that she was wearing a Firefly shirt. Yeah. And then turns out she knows a buddy of mine, so that was kind of a interesting encounter later on. No, uh, my favorite is when people are talking to me about music, and I'm like, oh, by the way, Nirvana sucks. And they're like, what? Nobody thinks that. What's wrong with you? I don't like Nirvana. Oh, no, man. I, I, I could not stand Nirvana when they hit because they, in essence, within a year of them coming out, there was no metal like anywhere uh, represented in any media. It's kind of like uh, when people are like, um, wait, you don't like Nirvana, you don't like Five Finger Death Punch, and you don't like Nickelback. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, I, I have ears. That's when I just usually list off a few artists I like they've never heard of and then ask, what, what the hell's wrong with you? You don't know the bands? So yeah, I may not know, like, you know, really obscure bands, but these days I get surprised whenever I mention the bands that I do like. People are like, who? Yeah. And, like, I'm not even talking about, like, underground bands or anything. I'm talking, like, suicidal tendencies and head PE. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these guys signed a fucking Warner. It's not like they were underground. No. It's a generational thing, man. They don't they don't appreciate music anymore. It's all digital bullshit. 
I don't know. EDM has its place whenever you're doing large amounts of molly in a field and dying of heat stroke. Uh, yeah, no, it's just not my thing. I used, I did my, I did my time in going to raves, but I think we all did, and then we grew up. Yeah. See, I made the mistake of going back to one like four years ago. Somebody, there's this oh, big poor thing. rave out here called Global Dance Festival. It's at Red Rocks. It's like this big three day thing. Um, which I love Red Rocks. I love that venue. I'll go there for anything. But so well, somebody my birthday a couple years ago. Yeah, it was at Global Dance Fest. In fact, it was the year I went. But no, it was terrible, dude. I uh, I don't know what happened to that scene. It's like well, like see, the thing is, is I still listen to some of it because I listen to a little bit of everything that I used to listen to. But I found that I'm listening to the artists that I used to listen to back then who are still around. Right. Like, like the, that, that same night, for some reason, she thought it'd be a good idea to get me a ticket on dubstep night and didn't tell me till we got there. But Diesel Boy was there. So at least I had like a two hour period of music I dug. Like Tiesto she kinda, is still around. Right. DJ Liquid is still around. That actually surprised me. I heard he died. But, um, Fuck, I was listening to Infected Mushroom's new song recently. <laughs> I do like them. Um, had a chance to see them a couple years back. They come here quite Did a bit. Did you hear who, they, who they're who they singing with? Uh-uh. All right, they made a, a sequel. They call it Converting Vegetarians Part 2. Subtitle, okay. Fields of Grey. Right? Mm-hmm. And then the female vocals are provided by Sasha Grey. I will have to look that up. Yeah, her voice sounds kind of throaty. Yeah, I've heard her sing before. I mean, like, at first I thought it was digital distortion, and then I was realizing that, you know, that's very wide esophagus. It's had a lot of stretching. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I, I probably one of the few people I can say I enjoyed her mainstream movies. Um, what was I that heard that she, was she did it with. She did that Soderbergh flick, but I only know that because of Supernatural. No, she did a. Uh, oh God, what was it? I, th- I want to say Daniel, not Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, um, Elijah Wood. Frodo. Yeah, Elijah Wood was in it. Yeah, it was about like this weird cyber stalking thing. Yeah, that was that was actually a really well done movie. Like I heard she was in movies and that she was good. It's just I don't really watch a lot of movies anymore. Like I'll I'll still shell out to see uh, Civil War. Um, whenever Killing Joke comes out, I'm buying it on DVD. Mm-hmm. But like, other than that, I mean, it's a few television shows and then sleep or work. Uh, I try to go like me and me and my kid. That's our tradition. Every Marvel movie, we're there opening weekend at some point. Usually Saturday morning because the crowd is lighter. See, I have HBO Go, mm-hmm. so I watch Game of Thrones just so I can post spoilers before my friends can pirate it. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I'm still watching that show, man. I like. I was really kind of sad that there's not going to be any more Leo da Vinci's demons. Yeah, that was a much better show. Yeah, and like, I'm kind of hooked on Penny Dreadful lately. 
I got to catch up. I watched season one, and then for whatever reason, I just haven't picked it back up. Well, uh, I I'm in season three, and I'm not going to tell you anything that's going on, but I am going to tell you who's in season three. Oh, I'm fine with that. Dr. Jekyll. Yeah, he was hinted at in season two. I, I read somewhere. Dr. Jekyll Wasn't he? and the real Dracula. Oh, cool. Not that and testing scary. your uh, Victorian literature... I, I, I can't confirm it, but I'm pretty sure by a storyline that's going on that they're mimicking a book called Camilla, which is the other vampire novel from that era. I don't think I've ever read it. I don't know. My, I went to a Tennessee public high school. The books we were exposed to weren't quite that unknown. Yeah, well. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. So what else is uh, what else has been going on in your day to day? Um, I, aside from working in a factory and writing, I manage a fiction subreddit. So um, I do a lot of reading. Sadly, mm -hmm. I don't read very many good stories. I mostly just remove the bad ones. The good news is, uh, so you, I get to insult people with impunity. It's like somebody writes a terrible story, and then I get to write their rejection letter. So, so how long is your block list on there? Um, thousands, <laughs> thousands yeah. upon thousands. Uh, I had one whiny bitch go to Tumblr about it. Oh, Jesus. But I have my own little army of Tumbleristas that I sect on him. Don't ask yeah, me why, I don't... but the uh, genderqueer fat femmes love me for some reason. Okay. I, 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 I can't even begin to explain it to you. It's just they do. <laughs> Maybe they think I'm one of them. It kind of look like some of them. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, uh, I made the mistake the other night of going down a rabbit hole of the those feminist videos on, on Facebook, and I, I wanted to gouge my eyes out. Well, see, the thing is, is that I, I'm, like, admittedly, I le and you know this, lean towards that direction. But because I have this thing called common sense, I'm as ostracized as anyone else. Right, right. And it's, I'm not, I'm not, you know, that's the one misconception people have when I say this stuff is I'm not attacking the movement in any way. And what is, what feminism itself, proper feminism stands for, I fully support. What this generation has done with it is not feminism in any way. You know, it's bad arguments built on faulty logic. Well, you see, that's the problem. We're using logic and reason and facts <laughs> to deal with people who can neither spell logic, reason, nor fact. Good point. Uh, autocorrect is what's going to destroy society. It's like, I turned that off on my phone. I'm so glad I did because autocorrect doesn't... Autocorrect corrects my spelling... 
and my spelling isn't incorrect. It just doesn't have the words that I use in its vocabulary, which would be great if I was using some 10 syllable word, but reactionary? Really? That's yeah. not in your dictionary? It's supposed to be a learning keyboard too in iOS. I... Yeah, see, I don't have my iPhone yet. Ah. I'm holding out to see they're expensive and I don't have a contract yet. Still working on that. So I'm waiting for my mom to upgrade and then I'm going to get her six. Hmm. For now. Yeah, I was just recently forced into an upgrade to the 6S. See, there's this iPhone I want, and honestly, uh, find it how, how long I'm going to be working this factory job. I might get it. I forget what it's called. It's the new mini one. The SE? Yeah. Yeah, I got that for my kid. Yeah, I liked the iPhone 5 better than the iPhone 6. Mm. Um, it's, so it's the iPhone 5 with the speed of the iPhone 6. Please, give me that. No, it's the speed of the 6S. It's basically a miniature success without the force touch. And, and here's the sad part. Want to know how much my girlfriend loves me? Hmm. Straight up gives me an iPhone. Yeah. Wrong Was network. That 4S? Yeah. Wrong network. There are some services online you can look up where you just basically they send you a SIM. Yeah, it's not it's a like, SIM. It's a uh, Verizon one. So it's CDMA uh, program it and it's not unlocked. I could jailbreak it, but I, I'm kind of opposed at this point to jailbreaking Apple devices. Right. I, there hasn't been a need for me. The only reason I used to jailbreak when I had my four was because Apple, for whatever reason, didn't allow the Google Voice app. So I had to jailbreak for that. But then once that got all worked out and it became available, that, that was oh, it. It's just, it's not that I necessarily trust them as a corporation. It's that their policy on information and access isn't as archaic as it's made out to be online. Right. Like, I looked into it. If I wanted to have developer access to my iPhone, I just had to have an Apple, Apple developer account. Right. Which means... I have one of those. Which means, there we go. I mean, that's why I used Windows Phone for the longest, is because if you had a Microsoft developer account, your phone was rooted by default. Of course, then again, I wrote apps for my phone, so that's why I kept it for so long. I got really mad yeah. when uh, Microsoft shut that down. I made a good couple grand off of that. What you could do is you could uh, put any app in their store as long as you were a uh, you know certified programmer, right? And it was rampant for abuse. Like You'd find VLC Media Player in there, which is open source and for free, on sale for $9.99. Wow. I had an app so what? that I had an app that all it did was point you in the direction of an alternative app store. That's all it did. And it was free. And everybody who used that app to go to the new app store uh -huh. had my uh, Google AdSense revenue ID for clicking the link to go there. That's all it was. Okay. There are a so lot. you were based on clicks, or so it was basically click through ads on a through a Microsoft Windows Phone platform, and I had to make a new Google account because they suspected suspicious activity. What is that a violation of their terms of service? Yeah, it, it, you have to make the person who's clicking through has to explicitly know that they're clicking on an ad. 
Oh, wow. Otherwise, it's fraudulent so, uh, traffic. See, and that for me, honestly, is one of the pluses of the iPhone uh, OS is because stuff like that just doesn't happen. There, there are benefits to be being in the walled garden, as they call it. Um, and that's definitely huge for me. I don't, I don't care about modding my phone or changing the icons or yeah, who, who gives a shit. I, I just want a phone that works. Yeah. If I want to play a little shitty game, I want to play a little shitty game that's not going to eat up all of my bandwidth and download a million ads for updates. Man, I made the the biggest change in battery life since I got this new iPhone is I disabled cellular access on the Facebook app. So if I'm not at home or connected to Wi-Fi anywhere, I have to use like a browser. Um, one, it cuts down on my time on Facebook, which helps my blood pressure. Yeah. Um, and my battery lasts all freaking day without without me having to recharge. And I'm I'm loving T-Mobile lets you do that binge on streaming and now I can stream like YouTube videos at my desk and listen to them. So have you bought YouTube Red yet? I don't know. I was thinking about signing up for the free trial for a month. I don't I don't really care that much about 15 second ads. Well, see, the thing is, is that it does something that I've wanted on my phone since I've had a smartphone. If you have YouTube Red, whether you're on the YouTube Music app or just on YouTube, you can turn your phone's screen off and set it off to the side and the music will still play. Oh, see, I don't, I don't use YouTube for music, though. Yeah, well, see, but YouTube will run in the background. So if I'm going down the road driving like I was last night, and I want to listen to like a three-hour-long audiobook while I'm going down the road, and I don't want that screen like right there on my dashboard lighting up. Oh man, mm -hmm. this is the best app ever. I don't know. I just can't justify the expense. Like I said, most of the music I listen to when I do that—that's all I do. I have an Apple Music subscription, which I absolutely love. Fuck the haters. Yeah. Um, see, I have Spotify and my mom's Amazon Prime info. <laughs> I, I was considering Spotify even when Apple launched theirs because I'm not just going to buy it because it's Apple. But Apple had the family plan, which lets my kid listen to music, and Spotify didn't offer that. So, Well, see, the thing is with Spotify, I've just been there for freaking ever, and I've got all these yeah. playlists. I've gotten really good at making playlists just short and concise enough so that whenever it's playing free mode on my phone, Mm -hmm. um, that it'll, uh, you know, play all good songs because there are no shitty songs. Why would you have shitty songs in your playlist in the first place? Because eventually I'll hear a song that I really like enough times that I'll start thinking that it's shitty just from repetition. Ah, so I've been, I don't have that problem. Yeah, I'm kind of ADD like that and weird. Like... I think there was a point in time where I liked, you know, Green Day, think maybe <laughs> for like five minutes in the 90s whenever I was 12. For me, it was The Offspring. Uh, I still, there's still a couple of Offspring songs I like. Dude, I, di I still dig that band to this day. Yeah, I like, like their stuff. They have a, like, a sense of humor about what they are. You're going to go far, kid. That, that, that's my song. Mm 
Mine is Bad Habit. I, I love that track. Yeah. But like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I like Green Day. And, like, people are like, oh, you like Green Day? Cool. I love American Idiot. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I liked Green Day whenever I was a kid. It's kind of like I liked Blink-182 back when I was a kid. Back whenever they still had a sense of humor and they were trying to be a punk band. I say trying because they weren't really, but... Speaking of punk, did you see the post I made the other day about the big announcement? Big announcement? September 3rd and 4th. at We have this big music festival. It does like three cities. Every year, and Denver's always the first one. It's called the Riot Festival. It's three days of music. Mm -hmm. This year, forming with Jerry Only and Glenn Danzig. My okay. tickets were purchased last night. What's day? What day is this? September third and fourth and fifth, I think. One second. Let me check September. my calendar. September 3rd, 4th. And that's literally the only act that's been announced. Who knows? Last year, it was, man, it's, it's always a great lineup. Oh, baby. You want, you feel like missing class for a little bit in September? Why not? Cool. Well, um, because I'm kidnapping you and we're going to Denver. Okay. And you can, and you can uh, camp out here at night if it'll save us. Uh, Hotel costs and all that stuff. Well, you know, the back of my van has been converted into a sleeper. Hey, that works too. Like, no, I've got a, I took out all the seats and put in a memory foam mattress and like, yeah. No, uh, Dan's Sounds like something I would do. Is playing with the misfits. So it's going to be the real misfits, not the misfits where they showed up in Indy 10 years ago and then I fucked the drummer's girlfriend. No, this is the the Colorado show will be the first time they've been on stage together in 33 years. Yeah. So literally first. It's they're doing Chicago like 2 weeks later, but at second, not first. Yeah, see, and my, my good friend of mine bought bought tickets last night and See, the second you said Jerry Only and Glenn Danzig on stage with the Misfits, my brain just starts going, "We all want 38." I'm just like, "Yes." Yeah, and then I think it's later this month, the original Black Flag lineup is playing here in town. Like pre-Henry Rollins lineup. Nice. Yeah, but they're not going by Black Flag for some reason. They're going by Flag Place Flag, I think, something like that. Yeah. Who gives a shit? They're still playing the songs. Yeah. I see I'm just sitting here going, I wonder who else is <laughs> going to be popping out of the woodwork. It's like I was really disappointed because, like, I've noticed that you know there was a bit of a trend going on there for a while. Like, for a while there, society was recycling on itself, and we got you know the '80s again, or we got the '60s again. And I was really hoping we'd get the '90s again, but no. Yeah, we we kind of have. I mean, Alice in Chains came back after what a decade. Well, um, yeah, Candlebox came back, and they had a oh, that really solid. Return that record. reminds me, um, babe. Guess who's playing the Lincoln Amphitheater next month? Cracker. Really? <laughs> I saw them once. <coughs> good live band, really good live band. Yeah. 
Uh, and and if, I need to find out who all is playing that fest. I went to a music fest last weekend, and like it's all just a bunch of underground blues musicians and shit like that, right? Like I don't know that you ever heard of Troy Miller and his band or anything, but I mean he used to play like you know Bourbon Street, Beale Street, whatever the fuck that shit was down in Memphis. Right. Like I think it was. I don't remember. I was. I've been to Memphis twice. <laughs> well, my apologies. Yeah, like I met celebrities there, and I vaguely remember it because I was so hammered. But uh, freaking um, no, like there's all these great blues musicians, and I'm like, and this is why none of you are famous because you're playing the backwoods of Indiana at a conservation club. Yeah, well, if if you're into like the whole blues thing, did you, have you ever checked out that JJ Gray guy that I? I'm sure you saw my post last week for yeah, the show. Yeah, I, I, every now and then you'll mention a band and I'll listen to them and be like, oh, they're cool. And then I'll be like, oh, but wait, shiny things on the internet. <laughs> it's like, if you like blues, then you should definitely check out some like, great stuff. He's, it's your fault that I know who Gangsta Grass is. <laughs> I love that band, man. They're highly entertaining. JJ Gray and Mofro. Yep. Dude, I just saw him. Red Rocks was the fourth time seeing this man. Hands down, best live performer I have ever seen in my life. And he's <sighs> multi-talented. He plays any instrument well. See, I say, I say that, and I'm just sitting here going, you say that, and I'm just going through some of the live performers I've seen that he'd have to top. Like Andrew Bird. I don't, I'm not familiar. Um... He's one of them Juilliard virtuoso types. He put out an album back in 07. Like, uh, he, well, this isn't that, man. His, his style is a bluesy Mississippi swamp rock. Yeah, see, uh, Andrew Bird's more like, you know, like Michael Sarah movie hipster. Folk rock. <laughs> um, or uh, Bob Dylan. I caught a Dylan show a few years ago, and even like even in his old age, he's just a powerhouse. Yeah. See, Dylan is one of those artists. I have a lot of respect for him as an artist. I, I acknowledge his talent. His music just never really resonated with me. Well, see, what you do is you catch him now, and not the recordings where they go through with autotune. Live, it sounds like a Tom Waits concert because his voice is just so shot from years of smoking. Hmm. It's like... Instead of him going, like, all across the watchtower, it's more like, all across the watchtower. I mean, it sounds like the cookie monster deep-throating a pull of sausage. Has he released a recent live record? I may have to check that out. Um, I don't know. I'll have to check it out. But like, like he, he's gone from looking like, you know, the guy in, like, that music video, Suburban Gangsta Blues or whatever, dropping the cards, to looking like shoe leather with a nose. <laughs> like, I mean, Bob Dylan is so old that there's just not a proper joke I can make for that that would do it justice. Like worse than Iggy Pop leather? Um, I, I think that uh, Bob Dylan has become the Dorian Gray portrait that Keith Richards keeps <laughs> behind his house. 
Jesus. You ain't right, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I never have been. Which is exactly why I asked you to do this podcast with me. Yeah. Well, I guess right now it's just a live stream. It will be a podcast by the time I figure out that whole iTunes fucking nightmare. Well, I'm sure Dude, that, I, iTunes does not make it easy. I could ask a buddy of mine. Um, he kind of works for a podcast. Well, I know the basic setup. I have first. I have to have a site to host the actual media. Um, and then I have to use an RSS feed to stream from the hosting site to iTunes. Well, that's actually very easy. For you. I am I am learning as I go here. Well, I mean, setting up the RSS feed, uh, I would just look at a tutorial. See, I'm, I'm not like some super hacker. I'm just really good at finding directions and searching Google. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and these are things I don't know, like, I've I, I do before. Yeah, setting up. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of light scripting involved, sure, but yeah. You know, like, or you could just set up your own website and then uh, do the hosting there and then run the scripting. There's a whole bunch of contact ma content management systems out there that you can download the script for free and then do the installation yourself. I don't know. The. The biggest obstacle right now is um, after we're after we wrap this up today, my computer's pretty much going to be down for the count. Um, I got a uh, I got a new processor. I'm waiting on some new RAM because um, right now what I've got it's it's I mean it's a perfectly fine like web surfing computer, but before I put this new sound card and everything in it, I need to go ahead and upgrade all that as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I will not have to replace this computer for, say, another two or three years. Yeah. Uh, whenever, see, it was given to me as a gift, and I'm like, oh, great, my mom gave me a computer. This is going to suck, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, looking up the serial number, and I get this processor specifications, and I'm looking it up, and I'm like, 12-core processor? The fuck? Jesus. How much RAM does this thing? 16 gigs of RAM. Mom loves me. <laughs> Two terabyte hard drive, uh, 500 gigabyte solid state drive for uh, storage of games and stuff. Just sitting here like, mm -hmm. oh man. It's like I could go buy a PS4 if I wanted to play something slower than my computer. Hey, I just got a PS4, man. I, I kind of dig it. I, I've been playing on the PS4 off and on for the last couple of years. There for a while, I had a roommate that was really into Destiny. Yeah, I, I that's not my cup of tea, man. Like the only game I own on the PlayStation Four right now, because I just got it like a month ago, um, is the remastered God of War Three. Yeah, see, uh, he would play Destiny, and I would sit on the couch and smoke a bowl and talk about how that game was so gay that it literally just offered to blow me for five bucks. Yeah, I, I like I said, I know nothing about the game. I've never seen anyone play it. I think it was a very noble attempt to create an MMO like Warcraft as a first-person shooter so you could combine the two types of internet douchebags into one community. But apparently they didn't know yeah, that Jesus. League of Legends already existed. 
I've never played that either. Uh, it's kind of I'm I'm a little bit concerned. My kid has recently gotten into the new Diablo on PlayStation Four. Oh, see that. See that's not so um, bad. Um, see, and you're lucky you haven't been exposed to this. There are people who play these competitive like games like Dota and League of Legends and Call of Duty. These online games with ranking systems where you can show how much of a basement dwelling nerd you are by showing up on the leaderboard <laughs> and you're never going to do as good as the guys who are actually good at it. It's like, uh, I've got a buddy I uh, lives down in Murray and he's like some sort of weird welder fabricator engineer guy. Like he's got years of school IQ so high above mine. I mean, just this guy blows me out of the water in intelligence. So when he sits down on his Xbox One, which is the first sign that he's not all there completely, and he starts playing Call of Duty, he just runs through and gets 100 kills, no problem, and he's at the top of the leaderboard every single time. Mm -hmm. But he's like a Stephen Hawking type with the ability to walk. <laughs> Jeez. So if you're like anything like me, which is just intelligent enough to pass for not stupid, but just dumb enough to never really do anything with it, there's no chance that you're going to get past that. And there's entire communities of these people playing these games, and they suck at life, so they're going to suck at these games too. And they get angry. Because it's the same people who have been told their whole life that they have the right to have an opinion and the right not to be criticized. So they're all shitheads, and they're all being shitheads to each other, and they just collapse in on themselves into this singularity of shit. It's the most toxic place on the internet, and it's glorious. You should never let your kid play those games. Ever. Um, I, I, well, we don't, we don't have a PlayStation Plus account, so he can't get online on the PlayStation. And the games he plays on Steam, I kind of keep an eye on. But my kid lately, he's just been playing a lot of really retro games on Steam, like stuff that's made to look like Nintendo. And I see. I, I play. So I play some retro games on Steam myself. Uh, I don't know, but of course, then again, if I want to play something that looks like Mario, it's because I remember playing Mario. What are you? Playing? Yeah, I just I don't understand the online stuff. You're playing I've, Pokemon what? Alpha Sapphire. <laughs> Alpha Sapphire. Is that like Power Rangers Neo Geo or something? You got something you can play with. No, no. <laughs> no, seriously, here's my cell phone. I've got an emulator on it. Do you know what it plays? The real Pokemon game. The green cartridge that came out in 97. Never got into those games either. Well, see, the thing is, is, I was never really a big Pokemon nerd at first. I mean, totally am now because I've gone back and played like a lot of the old Game Boy games. Because that's what I do with my time now. I have this super awesome gaming computer, and I'm not playing a game that came out last week. You know what I'm doing? I'm going through Steam, and I'm buying all the games over the last 10 years that I wasn't able to afford because I was a broke stoner. Right. So, like, or any game that I ever pirated, and I really liked them. I've gone back and bought them. Yeah, I did. I recently picked up the uh, the mo the second American McGee Alice game. Oh, I wait. didn't want that game, but I bought it because it came with a download of the original computer say, game if, for PlayStation. If you could find uh, American McGee's Alice for uh, PC, that like wasn't a bugged, pirated seven times over and being resold copy, that would be awesome. 
Well, no, it included a download of your full original game on the PlayStation 4. And it was, it popped up in an email alert. It was part of a flash sale. I picked it up for $3, I think. See, the thing is, is I almost bought something yesterday because uh, I can't remember who shared it, but it was like a humble bundle something or other for like all the Fallout games. Might have been you. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't play those. But, uh, Basically, all of the Fallout games on Steam, $20. Except four, except four. Except I already own, like, two of the games and all of the DLC in that package, and I paid full price when that came out. Like, that's the only thing I'm not playing right now is Fallout 4, because I don't want to play Fallout 4 whenever it comes out and everybody's all hyped up. I want the hype to die down a little bit before I do what I always do with Fallout games, and that is play them for thousands of hours at a time endlessly, sometimes staying awake for two or three days. That's not good, man. Well, I mean, in, in the past, I had habits that facilitated that, so now it might be eight hours at a time before I go to sleep because I'm old. I, I, don't, under, I don't know, man. I've, I've never played the Fallout, but... See, my what also helps me keep my video games in check is I firmly believe no video game ever made is worth more than 20 bucks. Because eventually, once all the hype dies down, that's about what the average price is for a video game. So I don't I don't go to a store and spend 60, 70 bucks on a game and then buy another what? 50 in DLC. I don't understand. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll buy the DLC. Uh, I bought Fallout New Vegas originally for my ps3 for 60 bucks mm. but um then my ps3 died and so i bought it on computer with all the dlc for 20 bucks like yeah and fallout 4 i'm not gonna pay 60 bucks for it right now because it'll be 20 bucks by christmas right besides i'm really really ticked about something with fallout and well i just I'm kind of sad, and they're not gonna. And I know that Fallout Four is gonna have great gameplay, but it's gonna suck. They removed the level cap. I have no idea what that means. Okay, well, basically, Fallout was one of those games that, as you leveled up, it leveled up. Okay, which basically means eventually you'd become so badass that they would have to throw their most epic shit at you. Mm -hmm. Well, now, and I've been looking into it, you can be level 597 in this game and have never fired a shot, never killed anybody. There's a guy who did a complete pacifist playthrough. And that's great, sort of. It kind of takes away from the spirit of the game. It'd be like if you were playing God of War and you found out you could walk through just hugging everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, no. that That's, that's ridiculous, man. It's like... But, like you can level up infinitely off of farming. And in the past, you might get like one experience for harvesting something, or you might get one experience or two experience, and you need like thousands and thousands of experience to level up to do these mundane tasks. And now, like, apparently, like, you can just get all of the skill trees and everything, and, like, for almost no work. I also heard that there's certain pay-for-play features available, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. 
Yeah, it, it's that's a disturbing trend for me. I'm seeing the the consoles adopt the cell phone model, the freemium or not freemium even. You pay a hefty price. They haven't reduced their upfront costs at all. Um, and that, like, what was the the most recent Star Wars game? Apparently, to get the true full game, it ended up being close to one hundred and fifty dollars. You know, that's obscene. See, that's the thing. It's like. I played the Star Wars MMO when it came out. Like, and I didn't even buy it. Like, somebody was like, dude, I remember you from back in the old days on EverQuest. There's a Star Wars MMO out. We need you in our guild. I've already bought you a copy. Here's your key. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, because admittedly, I'm an old school MMO junkie from way back in the day, back whenever, you know, they were good. (laughs) Because they were new and that kind of thing didn't exist before that. Like you had a different style of people playing back then. The people who are still playing now were the ones we made fun of back then. It's like, we I showed you after 14 years, I'm still playing EverQuest and you've gone on to have sex with real women and moved on to into a house. But I showed you I'm level 300. That's great Lloyd. Fuck off. Uh-huh. I guess it's a good thing I never got into those because given how how I tend to really get into stuff, I, it's best I avoided those MMOs altogether. Well, see, the thing is, is that I would sit there and I would play them. There'd be five of us in a room on a LAN party, siphoning one internet connection to play these MMOs, passing you know two liters back and forth, smoking cigarettes, passing the bowl, so on and so forth. That's because we were a bunch of nerds in our like t- late teens, early twenties, and we weren't playing those MMOs. We were churning out code, or we were doing other stuff. The early two thousands were a weird time. I'm sure you remember. Oh, I do. Um, but like, oh man, today these days, I, I kind of feel sad because. I mentioned them earlier, Dota and League, those are the new MMO games. Those are the ones people get all obsessed over. And like, people spend millions of dollars on this crap. Like, let me give you an example of an online purchase that I know people who have made this purchase, okay? In League of Legends, you can technically unlock champions, which are basically characters that you can play in combat, for free by gaining enough influence points by playing over and over again, but you get influence points really slow. Or you can pay them money for imaginary internet money that has no value outside of their game, okay, that you cannot resell the items. I mean, this is literally you're throwing money at this game to have access to this thing, okay? And you can get this character early. Well, there's this unspoken thing from them that is, they tend to release their new characters as super overpowered. And then they nerf them and scale them back over time, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens is, if you're a hardcore dedicated player who's been playing for two years and you have built up enough influence points that you can buy the new character when it comes out, good for you. I had a period of a month there where I played eight, ten hours a day because I had nothing better to do. I lived out in the country at the time and my car was broke down. And I played eight to ten hours a day. And if I played for a solid month, eight to ten hours a day, I might be able to buy that new champion. But then they give that champion 
a female form and sexy skins that you also have to pay money for. There is a skin for a champion that costs, get this, $20. For a skin. For a skin. So basically for ones and zeros, you're paying $20. You're paying $20 to see a cartoon woman who speaks with a French accent running around with a sword. You're paying $20 to see her go from knight in armor to sexy anime headmistress. And it adds no combat value to the game. The skin. There's another skin that technically doesn't violate copyright, but it's just similar to that turns this big hulking figure from purple to green. And it calls him toxic, but he's totally the Hulk. And that is a $30 skin. That's no combat. So you have people paying $30, dollars 20 and $30 to dress up their imaginary characters on these games. And it's so much worse. I know a woman, and mind you, she's insanely rich, who was bragging recently that she had topped level 1400 on Candy Crush. I, I've never played Candy Crush. Okay. Well, Candy Crush... Is that like, is that like a bejeweled type? <laughs> yeah, match I mean, yeah, it's whatever. basically bejeweled, but... You have this limited amount of turns, and you have this goal that you're supposed to meet in that time. But you can buy more moves, you know, like, you know, for 99 cents here. Mm-hmm. Or you can buy items that help clear the board for 99 cents here, 99 cents there. And she has spent, according to her husband, close to 15 grand on this game over four years. That's obscene. I mean, mind you, he owns a car dealership, and he could literally piss that money away and set it on fire. But, yeah. And she's not the only one. Like, these companies oh, no, that are I, doing freemium model are making billions. My kid, I know it's not quite freemium, but it's still kind of the same concept. I mean, half the time when I go to give him his allowance, he asks me to put it on his Steam account. Well, yeah, but Steam is... Steam's kind of cool with that, though, because, um, for example, Steam has this built-in marketplace for games. Like, mm-hmm. Have you messed around with that at all? No, I just I, I understand the concept behind it. Basically, if you have a paid game, they have free... They have, like TF2, you mentioned your son plays that. TF2 has items mm-hmm. in it that you can sell and craft... Like, you can get to them unlocked faster and sell them to a newer player who wants to get a leg up, right? Mm-mm. But you, you also get them as random drops. I've paid for at least three of the games in my Steam library with drops from other games. Yeah, my kid does some some stuff. He's He plays, um, oh, Lord, Gary's Mod. That he's, he's big in that one. Yeah, um, my girlfriend plays Gary's Mod. He's tried to explain it to me, and I'm like, I, I, I just don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody tried to explain that game to me once, and I was like, okay, so what you're saying is, is if I nod and kind of act like I know what you're saying, you'll shut up? 
Now, mind you, this is coming from somebody who has been playing The Simpsons tapped out on his iPhone since the game came out. So, uh, yeah, still play that game every day. Is that sad? No, no, it's not sad. Sad is... I love The Simpsons. Sad is uh, something else entirely. I've been playing the same Pokemon game on a Game Boy emulator across three phones. With the same save file. I, I can't say I blame you. It's like... Yeah. Like, I have this thing I did, which means absolutely nothing. If anybody's watching this podcast, they are... Or this live stream, they are free to tell me what a bastard I am for doing this. But there's an item called an Everstone. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you put this Everstone on your Pokemon, and it won't evolve. I, I hate that term, evolve. It's a metamorphosis dipshit. Got lost in translation. Okay, so there's this Pokemon. It's widely considered the most useless Pokemon. It's called Magikarp. Literally, all it does is splash around. It has no attacks until level 15 when it learns how to tackle you. I'll take an Everstone, and I'll put it on a Magikarp. And I'll level it up to max level, and then run around just beating everybody's ass with that Magikarp. Who only has Bounce and Tackle. And, like, that's what I do. I run around beating people up with Magikarp. And the hilarious thing about that is, is that if you let Magikarp evolve, it turns into Gyarados the Water Dragon. And which generation of Game Boy is this? What is this game for? I, I'm playing this on Pokemon Red. Like, for Game Boy Color. Oh, okay. So basically, OG Game Boy before all the newer updates. In my Pokedex there are 151 Pokemon. Kind of like in my Star Trek there are 79 episodes and then one unaired pilot. What? You're not a fan of Next Generation? Oh no, no, no. I'm a huge fan of Next Generation. I love fan fiction. Oh Jesus. That's a little harsh. <laughs> no, actually at that point I'm just being intentionally asshole. Like, I, No dude, I love Next Generation. I, it's just There are characters on the Next Generation that rub me the wrong way. Oh, I don't know, man. I, I, I was I, so I glad when they killed Tasha Yar. If you were a fan of Q, I highly suggest you listen to this week's uh, Thinking Atheist podcast. Way ahead of you. Yeah, that, that was a good one. Kind of wish I could be in D.C. for this. John thing, Delancey is, has long been a personal favorite of mine. Mm. No, He's coming to Denver Comic Con. It's like there were three characters on Star Trek that I hated, and like for some reason the general public loved them, so they stuck around for a while. Like, oh god, I hated, I hated Tasha Yar. See, I liked her. I hated, I I hated Deanna Troy's mother, Loxana or whatever her name, Troy. I hated her. Yeah, but but that that's Mrs. Roddenberry, man. She's she's elite. I know, I know. She she could just go back to being the voice of the computer. <laughs> and unpopular opinion, I hated Lieutenant Commander Barkley. Barkley grew on me. Uh, I I didn't like him in his roles in the Next Generation, but honestly, I kind of I kind of enjoyed the portrayal he gave on the Voyager episode. He did or the two. Yeah, the, 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 the Voyager Barkley is forgiven. Deep Space Barkley is Deep Space Nine Barkley is even slightly tolerable. It's just you can tell that the person who casted him for Next Generation did not like him as a person. 
Hey, he, he needed the work, man. Yeah. Nobody's calling the A-team anymore, so. Manny. If I wanted to give my girlfriend attention, I'd have an excuse, but I don't. So I'm just going to sit here and be an asshole. Now, I'm going to have to get off of here, man. I've got my grandmother busting okay. around, and I've got a girlfriend here, and then we're going to be going camping later. Hey, you want to go out okay. in the middle of the woods with a horror author who may or may not kill you and sell your internal organs for beer money? Yay! Consent. <laughs> All right, talk to you later, bro. Hey. All right, man. Um, Hit me up if you want to do this again. Oh, definitely, for sure. All right, cool. All right, well, I'll talk next time. All right.